Hey, Greg, uh, did you get a chance to watch that Bill Gates stock on Netflix? I did. I did my homework. Sweet. Uh, I took a look. Yeah, I know. It's interesting because they sort of break it into three parts. Um, and the first one is about, you know, this. the premise is sort of this author, this journalist in the 90s sort of wrote this piece asking, why do people all over the world, and including uh, largely children, get the sort of... Um, uh, fecal-borne diseases that mm. are so common in so mm -hmm. much of the world just because of where they're born. Sure. Um, and then Bill Gates sees this, and over the course of the next decades, he sort of uses his enormous wealth um, through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to, to take a different look at that and say, well, you know, it's not just all these, you know, billion kids... Don't just get diseases because of where they're born. There is a deeper mm. analysis okay. at, that needs to be made here. Um, it's because we haven't invented the best toilet. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think so. And it's interesting. He said this also. Um, His lifestyle is very different and kind of intriguing, although it would not work for me. Wait, like uh, about a kid? No, Is no, that... Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, that's Bill Gates Wait. on Jeffrey Epstein. Um, uh, and Je then Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, he also uh, emailed his colleagues saying the next day after visiting Jeffrey Epstein, a very attractive Swedish woman and her daughter dropped by, and I ended up staying there quite late. So, like I said, it's about <laughs> it's about future toilets. Oh. Okay. Welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city we love. Welcome back, Colin. Thank you. Uh, Colin's back, everybody. Colin, have you noticed anything about me and Greg's hair? I did. Uh, Colin both, did. It's the first thing Colin said. You both are very hair. dapper. Uh, we both um, noticed that we got haircuts because he's such a sweet boy. Have you been taking your zinc? No, I haven't. And reports of my, my demise have been greatly underreported. <laughs> I think I am probably still not well. Uh, it was really not cool of John Cena to say that my immune system was compromised to a permanent end. But uh, well, it's great to it be happened. in a tiny fifty square foot space with you. <laughs> well, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I haven't got anyone I know sick, so I That's think good. I think we're all okay. You're, you've got I'm your just, color back. I'm milking yeah, it. You're okay? looking very healthy. I, yeah, I need you have those, a glow. I need those compliments. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, send your psychic energy yeah, towards just Colin. Humor me. He needs it. I need it. I need all your vibes. Yeah, send the vibes. Colin is I'm like calling a out prism for, for psychic energy. <laughs> he takes it in and splits it into its spectrum exactly. and shoots it off in yeah. other directions. I just go to the water tower by my house. <laughs> I climb up there, and I'm naked, obviously, and then just stand up there. That's where you get the best vibes. That's right. Um, I think, didn't you find this, uh, Greg, that, well, I mean, obviously we had Sean on the show, mm -hmm. and Sean said that he was going to do something very brave and go to the Seattle Police Officers Guild candidate forum. Yeah, the mm -hmm. public safety candidate. Oh, is that the official yeah. name? Was that the official yeah, name? Yeah, and there was, you know, some uh, 
concern on Twitter about this, that maybe this wasn't the right move, but I heard that maybe when he went there, he comported himself <laughs> well. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. It, uh, some serious mic drop um, moment, but uh, Kelsey Hamlin was there, and this is what you found, I think, Greg. She was sort of live tweeting, right? Yeah. Um, so it seems like the first bit that we know of since we weren't there is that he was asked to define what he meant by abolitionist. Um, And then basically he told them to imagine a world where policing and racism don't exist. If people feel like that's unrealistic, that says more about how they view policing than where I stand. Boom. Yeah. (laughs) I'm imagining a room full of cops hearing this and that sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. I just, I can't get over it. Yeah. Uh, But surely there wasn't more fire. Oh, there. Yeah, he was just coming out swinging. Um, so he's wearing a Black Lives Matter hoodie. Hell yeah! Uh, and later, <laughs> he was asked who he would call if there was a shooter in his neighborhood. Which is great because it's such a well, the, it's such a, a hammy like uh, yeah, like horseshit bullshit question. It's like again, like identifying like the, such a narrow scope of looking at what he's even trying to talk about you know totally trying to trip him up and yeah some dumb shit yeah well i'm sure like every liberal politician uh he just fell directly on his face right oh yeah exactly and praised the police union <laughs> something like that he responded we well love our cops well <laughs> is the shooter the police or someone unknown oh, <laughs> oh. got him hot <laughs> Fire. <laughs> we're laughing, but that is Yeah, that fucking owns. That, we're just because we're so fucking elated. Own. Oh uh, he corncobbed the whole audience. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So hold on. She describes the reaction to in not enough detail, really. Yeah, like, I want to see the video. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that exists yet. So so uh it's characterized as the crowd hissed and groaned, very like biblical <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and expressed upset anger. I I like just a crowd full of badges with guns. Yeah, yeah. Just like a crowd full of uh, had more than one murder in there, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. It was yeah. the midsummer collective grieving screen. <laughs> it's a legitimate question, added uh, Sean Scott. So that, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Man, turn it went, right around. Went yeah. into the fucking Viper's lair <laughs> yeah. and just fucking shat all over. Oh, yeah. That fucking rules. Well, I mean. It, it, it's worth bringing up. I mean, we brought it up on the show and we talked with them, uh, or he brought it up actually that you know a lot of people were kind of against him going to this forum. And his response to us, do you remember what it was? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I pitched to you. My bad. <laughs> I might remember Brian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. his response was, of course, that uh, you know for his district, for his members, like he needed to go like actually speak yeah. to power go yeah. and show that he's willing to stand up to these people that he would you know ostensibly be in charge of when elected yeah and uh you know we thought that was good i think there are some people on twitter who i, I think maybe a little ill-advisedly thought it was bad but uh, i think the results speak for themselves hell yeah hell yeah I'm, yeah I mean, that's like, that's a pretty high watermark, I would say, for the campaign. Like, that is some serious, uh, that's uh, some real, real shit. Man. Yeah. If he just ran that as an ad over and over again, do you know how <laughs> yeah. many times I'm going to go into District 4 and vote <laughs> yeah. for him now because of that? <laughs> but, uh, 
but yeah, and uh, you know, that's obviously coming hot on the. Uh, I mean, the police are booing and hissing, but yeah, this was hot on the tail of one the. Amber Geiger conviction followed by, I'm sure, completely coincidentally, the uh, shooting death of the lone witness in right. the case. Uh, just, uh, you know, with a very realistic story afterwards of uh, people driving 500 miles <laughs> from Louisiana <laughs> to, buy to weed, Dallas to right? buy marijuana because yeah. Louisiana famously has none. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a, a, a hot week for police violence. I mean, Sean went and he did it. He really did. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, in, in that, in that line this, this weekend, right. Was this yesterday or Saturday? Anyway, this, this previous weekend, there was the, uh, that Portland vehicular Mm -hmm. murder outside of a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of, uh, was it the cider shop or whatever it's called down the cider riot, uh, which is, is the anarchist bar hangout that Andy know, uh, you know, and his buddies and the Proud Boys had attacked a year ago, right? right? And uh, kind of blew up Andy No's spot on Twitter and got him kicked off of his uh, favorite magazine, Quillette. Because <laughs> uh, apparently he became too racist even for them, although Katie, I'm sure, is still his, friends. His skull grew too powerful, even for them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, a, a gentleman who has been active with Antifa and stuff like that left the bar that night, walked, you know, into the street, walking across the street, and somebody in a truck fucking ran him over, you know, on purpose, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, fucking murdered him. Yeah. Uh, to which Andy No then celebrated on Twitter with a multi-tweet thread about how the you know victim of this was no angel. Uh, as of yet, we've yet to see Katie Herzog uh, bring anything <laughs> to print on right-wing violence or... Uh, Andy No and pretend journalists or anything like that. Oh, this no th- retraction about Andy No. <laughs> I, I've seen. No, if she says anything, she'll double down. Yeah. So she'll be like, well, you know, we don't really know. <laughs> violence on both sides. No one can ever really know what happened. Just the driver and the poor dead kid. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, why it's worthy of mention is that you know, a uh, it's very sad and tragic. Mm-hmm. But B, I mean, uh, the fact of right-wing violence that's directly political in its aim uh, existed before this death, and it's just another reminder that it continues to exist uh, and that people who are defending these people are defending that violence, whether they choose to say that or not. Yeah. For sure. But, so, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's some, some heavy shit. Um, yeah. And... I mean, more heavy shit came, I believe, on Sunday when Como came out swinging again with Tale of Three Cities as the title of their, their oh latest God. latest thing. Fuck Infomercial, what did you call it? Music uh, clip video? Show. Clip show. It's a show. fucking clip show is clip what show. it is. It's Many people have said that Charles Dickens is one of <laughs> history's finest writers. But not even he had the balls <laughs> to write about more than two cities. <laughs> yeah. Tell a tale of more than yeah. two cities. Yeah, this is some seven-minute ab shit <laughs> in reverse. Uh, it's uh, it is really like it, it's it's it is a clip show. It's like they spend. So I yeah, I fucking watched it. 
Brian, you watched it, right? I, I taped my eyelids open. Yeah. Uh, I got the parts that Bren wasn't screaming at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's full of shit, as you would imagine, but it's fucking hilarious because it's really, there's nothing to it. It's, it's you know, fucking 22 minutes long, and mo- half of it is clips from Seattle is Dying with <laughs> Eric Johnson talk, I mean, talking about Seattle is Dying, but like, remember that show we made that w- made such a big splash? Remember how we said this in it, and this guy was in it? And remember how... <laughs> What a big impact it made. Uh, yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Well, I think it's maybe worth bringing up some of the points that they had in there, which is uh, they did point out that, and I actually don't think wrongfully, right, that uh, the city did crack down on homeless people after they put that documentary out. Not something they weren't doing before, but I think they did like oh, no, step that up. That is the real story there. here of Seattle is Dying is that it gave a, it became a rallying point. Mm-hmm. And a, a a node for distributing talking points to a certain aggrieved white homeowner population in this town who, when you are of a powerful class like that, all you got to do is get 20, 30 people organized and mm-hmm. people listen to you. Yeah. You have to show yeah. up at a couple of things. You have to hold a couple of meetings and the powerful go, oh, we have to do something. Yeah. You know, that's not like what that's not what working class politics is like. That's not what <laughs> poor people's politics is like. Well, you need to organize literally the whole class yeah. to overthrow the powerful. No, no. This this really did serve as sort of the minimum all all they had to do was put out this like hour long doc and it served as a sort of uh minimum necessary organizing mm. for this sort of exterminationist homeowner element to actually push to actually get together and push the push city hall toward stepping up uh in what they call enforcement you know yeah it was the blue chew yeah yeah well well, one of the things that i thought that they noticed that maybe they could have had a profound revelation about was that um areas where there were encampments that they had featured on seattle's dime were swept shortly afterwards but then they point out, but then just new encampments showed up elsewhere. So apparently sweeping and arresting the homeless did not actually solve the issue of homelessness, right? Yeah, it's not a connection this they is, make. This is, not a re- <laughs> <laughs> this is not a revelation that comes to them. No, no listen, the, the gist is basically, um, you know, he shows this in uh, L.A., right? He has that shot of the freeway underpass that one half is in. Mm-hmm. Culver City, one half is in Los Angeles, and, you know, in the Los Angeles side, it's covered in tents, right? And Culver City, it's clean as a whistle. And <laughs> the message is, well, where you don't allow this, it doesn't happen. Where you do allow it, it does. Which, yeah. you know, I mean... Well, and they say this a lot. I mean, this is the sort of dog whistling that comes in, like, actual, like, genocidal shit, right? Which is that, because I say... It's allowed here. They don't allow this, right? There's no, there's no like, like they won't come out and just say like <laughs> yeah, human yeah. beings to live right here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you know, in the beginning, right, he says, you know, the problem is a criminal justice system that's broken. So again, you know, I'm not going to tell conflation. you guys what to do. I'm just saying that we got these camps. <laughs> we can put them there. Right. I <laughs> you mean, know? You, you've telescoped. You've collapsed down. 
all of our social problems into the one silo of enforcement by the police, by the, the armed arm of the yeah. state, and imprisonment, and eventually, yeah, extermination. And they, it, it's just so, I mean, what do, what do you get, it's hard to even know where to get angry here, because on the one hand, it's clearly smuggling in, I mean, you could say, well, obviously, like, just, you know, outlawing it and forcing and sweeping people away in one place they're just gonna have to go somewhere else like you're obviously mm -hmm. not addressing the underlying problem but then you gotta realize they know that they don't care that they understand that poor people are gonna keep being generated by the society you just need to get rid of them that's what this is about yeah yeah and i mean uh some of the imagery was extremely evocative right again when they were talking about la the one guy, I mean, this literally is like straight to like German propaganda for the 30s. Uh, our Como narrator says 10 million people live in LA County and 12 million rats live there too. Holy and this, shit. And it's this thing where, you know, he's like, <laughs> oh, hey, look, no. we were just talking about disease a second ago. So who knows what I'm talking about, right? But like, yeah. you know, you're reminded of those things where it's just like, you know, a narrator being like, the Jew is devious. The right. Jews are, well, where it's just like a f montage of like rats scurrying. Yeah, like, yeah, background. yeah, exactly. Well, well like, was this Eric again, or is this was someone else? No, this is uh, right, some sort of the M, I one guess. of Eric's little heroes. He's the guy who was he was on the thing. Oh. It's like so Mark for Rome you know on this subject like exactly, you're gonna Colin, you're gonna love this. <laughs> this 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 is one of the highlights actually. <laughs> is for for the L.A. stint. Um, Dr. Drew. Our, oh, hell Dr. yeah. Dr. Dr. Drew Pinsky who had Ari on. And he, uh, um, show, by the way. So he, he really literally, yeah. he says his sort of open gambit is we, you know, talking about the, um, level of disease on Skid Row, the, uh, you know, which I'm sure is a real problem. Um, he says, we have not seen conditions like this for humans since medieval times, period. And that's a fact. And uh, I'm going to interesting about that. Absolutely is, not a fact. It's <laughs> yeah. Absolute horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Do you mean we haven't seen thing conditions like this for human beings since medieval times in Los Angeles? I'm, yeah. I bet that isn't even true. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you mean you mean among white people? You're getting closer. <laughs> yeah. Also, not <laughs> true. Not absolutely not true. Uh, I it's, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. R like, yeah. what is he talking about? He means for Americans? I, yeah, I don't he's know. Just a grieved he's rich talk, person. He's who, talking about yeah. uh, you know, hepatitis right. and yeah. um, call and like then uh, and then eventually cholera and then he speculates about plague. The plague, yeah, yeah. that that's the big uh, conspiracy theory now with these people. Yeah, yeah, and, well, and uh, hey, you know what? Um. Whatever it's, but it, it, it's absurd to say that that humans have not lived in these conditions. Jesus, they're living in conditions <laughs> yeah. like this all over the fucking world, as we were just talking about uh, in yeah. the toilet show. They need a new well, toilet. Drew. Ironically, on, the last giant bubonic plague outbreak in America was in Seattle in 1908. Hell yeah! <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, people lived in much worse conditions in this country uh, yeah. uh, in the not so distant past. And I mean, the ironic thing about the, the and all over the world right. now yeah. and forever. Yeah. For, yeah well, since... and the kind of irony about the medieval time. Thing, thing is that actually in Europe like 
to some degree in the medieval period is probably true, like that most people lived in rural communities and stuff like that, yeah. that it actually was the urbanization created by enclosure and the sort of origins of capitalism that like created yeah. the most hellish conditions to live in, which was like 18th and 19th century Europe. Um, again, we're actually living because of social movements in better conditions than that. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is all just a, an abject fraud. I, he, like, I mean, LA was a much worse place to live a hundred years ago. I guarantee it all the way down the line. A much worse just place to abs- live. Absolute fraud. Just yeah. totally. Well, off what's his funny nose. is Adam Carolla is like a MAGA chud now too. So I like that the love line duo yeah. are just two aggrieved rich fucks now. Like, yeah, you know, uh, uh it, so it bears mentioning also like the whole premise of this thing, it, these three cities, right, is Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles. And then he's like, well, it's not really just those cities. It's also Portland. <laughs> and the point is the West Coast is being overrun by mm-hmm. homeless people, which is just sort of like the laziest sort of obvious base partisanship. Narrative, you know, yeah. it's like the loony liberal left coast is yeah. this is Christopher Rufo, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it again, that's a nut like yeah. another th- premise that is absolutely bafflingly stupid well, because they- obviously everywhere in America, yeah, has problems well, of homelessness and poverty and drug addiction. Well, that's the interesting thing is in the beginning, I guess maybe we haven't even mentioned this yet, but the show that the three cities are Seattle, San Francisco, and LA. And they begin it by saying, you know, home, you know, there's a homelessness crisis in, you know, Seattle, San Francisco, and LA, but it also exists in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> Spokane, Washington, <laughs> and others. It's like, no, every city in America. I mean, we just heard yeah, from Aberdeen. Uh, yeah, that Aberdeen has one in 16 people are homeless <laughs> in Aberdeen, right? Yeah. And actually, also, much worse homelessness crisis than in, in some of those places. But this is but, but everywhere in America. The West like, Coast, you know, but yeah. really, you know, we know it is everywhere yeah. in America. Yeah, there's a homelessness also, crisis in San Antonio, Texas. You might have you, you know, might have like, heard that um, a handful of people in America are addicted to opiates. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> who has the sexiest homeless people? L.A.? It's got to be L.A. LA probably. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can see, I think, in the national dialogue that this is this attack specifically on the West Coast is political. This is yeah, yeah. this is Trump's rhetoric. Yeah. And again, I think this came out of Christopher Rufo's repeated visits to, mm-hmm. was it Tucker Carlson? Anyway, uh, as yeah. a Fox News contributor or guest, um, <clears throat> to to paint to paint liberalism well, in quotes as a, the a weird, breeding ground for well, this. What's the weird irony of uh, the sort of having it both ways of American conservatism, which is that uh, the Midwest is a hollowed out, or the the flyover states are a hollowed out shell because of uh, Hillary Clinton and NAFTA. Uh, also, the West Coast is uh, overrun with homelessness because of liberals or whatever, and the people in the Midwest are the the you know heart. So they don't yeah. have these problems. Yeah, and it's this weird thing of it's all contradictory because I think as Greg has said you know frequently, it's like fascism is a, at its heart just like a contradictory ideology because it's just about venting you know anger and hating like people around you, right? Yeah, you know, and scapegoating. But, yeah. yeah, well. And the way they scapegoat here is by, and this is, you know, this is Eric Johnson's whole narrative. He actually says, um, you know, he talks about where, what the problem is. He says, you know, it's drugs, it's mental illness. It's like what we said about 
um, cops, uh, the just the criminal justice system not functioning. <laughs> says cops, you know, can't do they what can't do their to job. Do. But he actually <laughs> says it's a, an addiction and mental illness crisis disguised as a housing crisis. Yeah. So yeah. there's the crux of it right there, because this is this simultaneously is my a joker. By the way. Okay, <laughs> uh, th- this uh, simultaneously right there, you invoke the the sacred meritocracy, mm-hmm. right? Because in embedded in this narrative is that these people, you know, chose addiction, and so when we eventually sweep them away to the ovens, like mm-hmm. that'll be why. But also, you he the real issue here is to say all, all that you've heard about a housing crisis that's bullshit all mm-hmm. wh- which is to say all that you've heard about the economy being unequal people not being able to make it in this economy that's bullshit what you've heard about the fact that um something like 70 percent of homeless people in king county have fucking jobs uh, forget about that yeah, yeah um what you've heard about you know and what you've naturally looked around you if you're not a fucking millionaire <laughs> Um, on Queen Anne is seen in your own life and yourself that like, oh, it's been really hard, harder and harder. People obviously hanging on for for a mm-hmm. decade after the last fucking financial cra- crash. You, it's easy to picture them like ending up homeless. No, no, no. That's bullshit. That's some some liberal lefty bullshit. The real th- that that those externalities, those things outside of people's control, this larger system of capitalism. Uh, forget about that. No, no, no. It's just these people are are addicts and slightly more sympathetic um, are mentally ill. Yeah. Well, and I think they're subsuming all the problems of the economy under this rubric of, yeah. of uh, these people are deviant. And yeah. Their deviance has to be fixed. And I and I think the one thing that like really jumped out to me, which is this uh, sort of thing that Safe Seattle and that crowd has been on for like the last couple of weeks. Uh, in that they very uncritically repeat on the thing, which is this idea that the Macy's downtown closed oh, yeah. because <laughs> of a rash of yeah. because of homeless pe- homeless people and because of shoplifting, and it was so funny because I ever seen that and I was like, well, that's not why department stores close. And I just went on to Google and I just put Macy's announces closings, and of course it instantly popped up at their quarterly meeting beginning the year. Macy's announced we're closing over 100 stores nationally. This, of course, being one of the 100 stores because, of course, their profits are down because they're a giant box store and everybody shops at Amazon now. But again, it's the story that's an actual like economic story, you know, about that says something about like how we've organized our economy, the effects of that and all that kind of stuff. And they've completely subsumed it under this rhetoric of deviance mm-hmm. versus uh, the diligent, you know, worker Yeah, because look who's actually right. the bad guy you know? in that. Uh, big surprise. It's fucking Amazon. The, yeah. The, you know, the bringer of jobs. Yeah. It's literally of jobs Amazon who... and probably Macy's too. It's our economy and how it works. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Um, it's, it's the shell game that Amazon is playing where they yeah. are gathering investment to put you know, other sectors of the economy out of business. And, but, you know, yeah, we can't talk about that. All the people at the bottom, the people hurt the most by that, this turn in the economy and by capitalism itself get to be our scapegoats. Yeah. They get to be, uh, the sin eaters of the, (laughs) this fucking shitty economy and this entire system, because uh, that's very convenient because as you punish them, 
you make the punishment something that gets rid of them, which then you know hides the problem. And then as as more people who can't take care of themselves are generated by this system constantly, mm-hmm. you can just keep doing that endlessly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think this one, uh, maybe because of how compact it was, was fascinating in its ability to just throw out every epithet at the homeless and why you shouldn't give a shit about them. It began with the usual. Uh, they're all drug addicted and crazy or whatever. And then it continued to, when we get to LA, we have some weird like ministers trying to run a mega church near Skid Row who complains that, uh, it just, it just cuts to him looking out a window at people on the street. Cause it all has this weird voyeuristic quality yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's looking out a window and he just is saying to the camera, there's over a thousand sex offenders out there, right? You What's your to, point, asshole? Yeah, yeah, you get to Dr. Drew, who basically just says, tuberculosis is exploding. There's plague. People have typhus, right? Like, literally, they're basically throwing everything at the wall <laughs> yeah, it's about like, why you should not give a fuck like about a, these people. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Jackson Pollock or something. Yeah, <laughs> just throwing well, paint and, on a canvas. You know, uh, it is interesting that, like you said, they do start mm-hmm. talking about like what San Francisco's doing. That mm-hmm. part is sort of nonsensical and contradictory. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really, but they. It, it's interesting. At some point, they must realize they have to say something, or they're the only material they're getting from that county supervisor they're talking to is about like, well, we just we approve these measures to to do mm-hmm. all this new stuff. But it's in, but it's interesting the way they frame it they say like well san francisco they got buy-in from big business and in the same sentence (laughs) for a voter approved uh, funding measure yeah Yeah. it's like wait hang on so it sounds like actually they just had democracy and people passed (laughs) it and big buy-in from big business be damned uh, yeah, we talked to well, democracy about that, has right? two equal and important halves. <laughs> One is the voting public, and the other is the business veto. Yeah, and those have to work together. Well, apparently know? they did in this case. Whereas he says uh, in Seattle, big business was vilified mm-hmm. in the head tax fight, and that's why it failed. <laughs> and uh, through all that it's classic they they just use the same old footage of that Someone, rally yeah, yeah. The, the you know the, what like, rally the, the hard construction hats workers they looking hired over fucking, at yeah. um By like, way, you, the one moment of where yeah. there uh, you know something resembling like confusion on <laughs> yeah, uh, Shama Swant's face and yeah. yeah yeah and if you're one of those construction workers who showed up and like you know, yelled at it or whatever, and Jeff Bezos didn't immediately cut you a check. You're the biggest, You're dumbest fucking rube, fucking yeah. rube on the planet. Yeah, you dude. are dumb as dog shit. Yeah. Like, you, you honestly are, are too a... fucking stupid to live. <laughs> like, yeah, you're yeah, a fucking rube. You are a capitalist running dog stew. Yeah, is yeah. What you are. Like, uh, yeah, dogs are smarter because at least they know to run away. Seriously. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Absolute fucking moron. Yeah. But, anyways. So, uh, so I mean, <laughs> And we we've talked about that's a story of democracy being subverted here. Like again, this thing that um, was felt to be broadly popular that they even that the city council even they all it passed unanimously because they all thought they had buy in from big business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then and then they didn't right. Yeah. And, oh, the, and the business bullshit, video man. came in right. Well, and, uh, of course, you know, Como has no comment on their own role <laughs> in that. Right. You know, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, just a fascinatingly 
awful piece of propaganda. Um, I don't know that a single thing they said in it other than where the cities are located. <laughs> that's really, <Yeah. laughs> uh, you know, stands up to any amount of scrutiny. Um, I think there was interesting things you could look at, like the, te- the story of the Tenderloin in San Francisco, again, is a story of the absolute failure of neoliberal economics, where gentrification has shoved all the poverty of San Francisco into one 20 block area. Right. Well, I, that's and, a success, right? Yeah. That's well, what they want. Well, they're their like, little great. complaint so at this point it's is there, like, it's not anywhere else. Well, their little complaint at this point is like, well, why now that they're all in this 20 block area, why can't we firebomb it? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, which seems to be their complaint. And, uh, but in true, I mean, it just cannot go without stating that in particularly the section on San Francisco, this is fecal obsessed. Oh my god! They cannot they stop. Were, Colin, t- you would love. They, they it. were on the forefront of that. Like if I remember showing correctly. just up yeah. close, like hard yeah. zooms yeah. on no. shit, speculating about what it tastes like, <laughs> what it smells like. Which I will say, this is another thing. Like kind of like the rats metaphor. Like there was a deep like fecal obsession in like some of the Nazi ranks. And uh, lots of like shit play and stuff Ooh, like that. And I don't know what it is about fascism and shit play, but man, we got it in spades. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. But, yeah. Good lord. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I well, you you two are very brave. Thank you. It has watching that in Seattle's dying has taken years off my fucking life. Yeah, Seattle's dying dying was a real a real trip through hell. Well, and this one is thankfully less than 30 minutes long. Although if you watch it on YouTube, they like it's not YouTube commercials that show up. But in the commercial breaks, they actually show fucking commercials that they've edited in like mattress companies. So like, yeah, (laughs) right after you show that just enormous close up of a giant pile of human. I want that ad. Run my ad. (laughs) (laughs) It's truly unbelievable. But uh it's like a, a, you know, it's thankfully like only 24 minutes. And, we, you know, me and my girlfriend only had to stop watching it three times <laughs> to get through it. So, well, it's, in, it's um, kind of interesting. I mean, not having watched it to hear some of, I mean, all of this, obviously. But that Sawant story, it feels like they're kind of trying to mimic the narrative now in the D3 election race, which is, which we've heard from. Other people, not just Egan Orion, um, like people on the council, that, well, Sawant's politics or ideas are good, but she's just too abrasive. Yeah. It's just, she she has to say what she means, that Jeff Bezos is actually our enemy, and that's just not cool. She went too far, uh, which is sort of interesting, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> it's sort of weak, ultimately. Oh, it's oh, very, sure. it's extremely weak, well, but that well, feels think, deliberate. Well, I think what they figured out, because I remember right after the head tax debacle and it, when it got reversed, and we knew all these seats were coming up. I mean, we even had several city councilors who just refused to even run again. Yeah. And the whole narrative was like, this whole council's getting turned over. This is like, voting for the head tax was a death sentence. Like, everybody hates it and all this kind of stuff. And it turns out uh, the opposite's true, actually. Like, most <laughs> people were like pretty cool with it and hated the, what happened, right? I think people yeah. were like deeply fucking annoyed and embarrassed by what happened. And the more I think people sat with it, the more they were like, Jeff Bezos literally like overturned a city council vote with a phone call. Yeah. And so now, yeah, I mean, they are kind of having to do this like weird dance for like, 
you know, maybe it's not the idea of the head tax, but I mean, she's so mean. Yeah, she just had she, to think of the discourse. She yells just, it's so, so much. It's so funny to think she's so, that, that She know. controls so much sway. It's yeah. so, no, but it's, yeah. what an out-of-touch thing, like America right now, where people are just, have been for so long so fucking sick of of politicians, like, beating around the bush right. on everything, yeah. talking yeah. out of both sides of their mouth. Being just generally full of shit. I mean, actually, jeez, it's it's weak enough to like be that kind of candidate, like Egan O'Ryan, and like everything you know that the chamber puts out, and 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 it's so it's inspiring enough, and obviously like politically smart enough to be someone who like Shama Swant who who actually speaks their mind and stands mm. up for what they believe in in every instance but it's fucking hilarious to actually like run a campaign that's like oh, this this person just keeps saying like what yeah, they believe and just like yeah. won't back and then down. acts on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so crazy that she says what she believes and then acts on it with defined policies that reflect those beliefs. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, yeah, it's, it's uh, so easy to put together like, and it's like you know, sometimes she's the only vote her way on the council because, and then it's like, well, yeah, there's an election coming up, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you are, when you, when everyone else on the council like thinks the opposite of you, you're gonna be out on a limb like that. Right. And yeah. she keeps well, doing it. She keeps going out on that limb, which I don't know how. Well, in a lot of know, ways, people it, like that shit. It mirrors the like weird, misguided attacks on Bernie Sanders that they've always done of like. Here's a video of him in 1984 saying like American wars in Central America are bad. Can you believe it? And it just makes him more popular. And like, there's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't understand, you know, like, yeah, you so know? deeply out of touch. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that wealthy people just have uh, fundamentally different uh, values and beliefs than the majority of people, I think, is what we're discovering. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I just, yeah, yeah I can't it really is. And then, I mean, the other thing, like, to your point, Brian, <clears throat> and both to your point, Greg, like, it feels like this this whole project, this Como project is really one of like, you brought up sin eaters, right? Mm-hmm. That feels like a great metaphor. And if it, it, it's completely, it is irrational, right? Like everything about this is just very, it feels very, uh, impulsive and kind mm-hmm. of, um, base and without any real logic, like it's just people screaming at a wall. Yeah, but oh, it, yeah, it yeah. has, it has <clears throat> one logic, which is that it serves power. Sure. Right. It, it doesn't have to have any lo- internal logic outside of that. You well, know? I think as a common means, though, it's like, like they aren't even considering, like, should we have an argument? And it's like, no, let's just scream weird things. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, talk um, about cholera or, yeah, like the fact that there are sex offenders that are homeless. Yeah. Like, what? Well, it's, it's, you know, the. I think people can see with just a minor scratch on the surface, right, that it is just throwing everything to the wall. And some of it, too, like, if we get to say, uh, hey, we're having plague outbreaks and typhoid outbreaks. I think at some point people are gonna be like, "I don't remember that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I feel like I would remember the plague happening. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. See, you know, uh, so I think that has an impact. They I mean, might also say, like, "Well, fuck, we better all have health care then." Yeah, like what yeah. that sounds like a public health issue yeah. that maybe there should be 
like swarms of doctors. Well, they they want to do that. Cops, remember, Greg, but know? in a prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean the Como stuff. I think it kind of reminds me of the post-Trump thing, where all the baggage heads basically thought they were going to strut, and they're like, "Look, yeah, everybody agrees with us. We're very popular. It's our time to shine." And right, it's when like, they saw oh, the no, view we counts. actually was that when they saw the view counts on YouTube, right? Oh, by the way. An actual, <laughs> actual scene, graphic. actual yes, graphic in this is just the YouTube and Facebook like, is dying. likes and views. It like racks Here are up. numbers. It racks up its own numbers. That that's, the whole thing is just fucking like, you remember Seattle's dying? Yeah, it's just <laughs> Johnson swinging his Johnson. But yeah, I think they, that's it. They saw it is just yeah, like that. They thought they, they were going to strut. They saw the numbers yeah. and they're like, and then they did. Victory and it's lap. like Ari, dude. Yeah. They're yeah. like. Oh yeah. man, we we run this shit now, yeah. and then you realize that those are global. Those numbers yeah, yeah. are like, yeah. Well, that and like the fact that you got like a big spot on Fox News about right. your documentary. It's like, yeah, probably should be doing about those numbers. Uh, none of those people live in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, like, and also a bunch of those are the same seven year old watching it a hundred times, <laughs> but just trying to get and, his YouTube to work. And remember that. Um, <laughs> politician whose career you launched uh in the bouncy <laughs> yeah, house like, king remember how he ate dog shit in that <laughs> well that was me, excuse me i take that back he ate human shit in that it got like out of a percent from a tree oh, i worry so <laughs> that much. is some strange fruit all right i was very worried that i got there too late to warn ari not to eat that shit <laughs> but yeah i mean the thing is is that uh yeah, I mean, I think they thought they were going to strut, and that was Ari's campaign. And it turns out, like, oh, no, everybody still hates us. <laughs> like, you know, like, fundamentally misunderstanding the situation in a lot of ways. Right, so what I this mean, serves to do, this this is just, like, keep keeping the fire stoked a little for yeah. this element, you know? Well, and I, and I honestly think for Seattle, I think the biggest project that actually has traction that's happening right now is this is SPD's way of overturning the consent decree, right? Like they're yeah. going to drum up every panic that they can to essentially allow them to keep pushing the department to the right, right? And um, that seems to be like the main function of these, you know, poverty panics at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great point. Um, especially earlier, like the person that really bought this stuff hook line and sinker was jenny durkin it wasn't mm -hmm. the voters i mean yeah. sure a lot of people it resonated with but those were like weird cave freaks anyway yeah, yeah. uh but she still ran right and ran hard yeah well durkin is like what is like democrats who became absolutely convinced what was that old like twitter joke of like you know uh, after trump got elected like the democrats are gonna look hard in the mirror and say i gotta get more racist <laughs> like jay durkin like is fully that joke like yeah. i mean that is that's been her interpretation yeah. of events yeah all the way to today right well and I, I think it's important to to call out what you were just saying just now brian about mm -hmm. like this being a tool of spd right yeah because in addition to the sort of class austerity politics of mm -hmm. this there is this other element where it's like in a uh in a society where your police state has a enormous amount of power wants to keep it mm -hmm. um but there's no actual fucking crime yeah, like you have to invent some, and yeah. well, hey, kill many birds with one stone by criminalizing poverty. You know, oh yeah, and yeah. stoking. 
Yeah, I mean about that. There's well, no, you know, there, yeah, the there's one no lesson, serial killer rampaging out there. Yeah, the one lesson that we've talked about over and over again, right, is that the police have nothing to do, and this is part of their like justification of their job. And you know, whether Como is like conscious of this or not, I think SPD is very conscious of how they're using Como. Oh yeah, you know, um, the people, honestly, the reporters of that seem so fucking stupid. Who knows yeah. what they think? They are so credulous. I mean, you I mean, could tell them Eric, anything. Eric Johnson is essentially just like a tv bimbo <laughs> oh yeah 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 they all look dumb as rocks uh they're like the little i mean they're the ron burgundy joke just real you yeah, know? yeah 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 uh, jesus and what more a... dated yeah <laughs> beautiful writer though eric beautiful that voice if i have to listen beautiful. to that saccharine fucking voice oh god <laughs> <laughs> it's awful don't watch it we watched it for you please do not watch it it's god awful well yeah i mean unless you want to see dr drew still oh, wait wait we should talk dr. for just drew. one second about how fucked it is a guy who made a significant chunk of his wealth essentially uh extorting rich people for you know <laughs> like hey uh you want to like lower your jail sentence or not go to jail at all come to my like rehab spa where we're gonna <laughs> pamper you and all this kind of shit uh going and talking about how we gotta get hard on the homeless you know it's <laughs> a lot of addiction out there we gotta get a lot fucking crueler and meaner it's the only way the and if you didn't catch that just piece of shit he had ari on the show after yeah. seattle's dying aired i believe Ari got to do some spots, and that was one of them. On Dr. He Drew? He was on Dr. Drew's... <laughs> what the fuck is it with... On his radio show. Guys who give out sex advice having an opinion on anything else. Yeah. Sex nerds, by the way, are a menace and should be killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, we have two new patrons to thank. Yeah! Woohoo! Woo! Yes. BC. Hell yeah. And Tommy Swenson. Hell yeah. Whoa! No way. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Tommy, what's up? Yes. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> thank you, BC. Everybody um, check out... Uh, go to the Beacon. Check out the Beacon. It, Hell it, yeah. It, it whips. Go yeah, to the Beacon. Style. Tommy and Casey are programming a combination of uh, excellent movies you've never seen uh, that are great on their cinematic merits and uh, cool uh, leftist cinema and documentaries. Yeah, and for sure. Just... Yeah, you know, uh, retroactively, I did not see to the beacon, but they did show society. And now that I've seen it, oh, you did wow. check it out. You wish unbelievable. I <laughs> stayed and watched it. At the you should have, man. Oh, we told you. I had to get up at like four in the morning the next day. It was it was I too know. late. But uh, damn, I should have watched it there. I mean, after watching that movie, the idea that anybody would show that in a theatrical setting <laughs> is fucking incredible. There were only yeah, two of an award just for showing that just, movie. Seriously, just for showing it. Um, Braver than the troops. Street Fight is going to be at the Beacon. Oh, hell yeah. November 9th or 10th, I think. Hell yeah. Um, they're going to be doing live uh, live commentary on Undercover Boss. Oh, dude. So that is, proves to be... That is... That's... That's the ticket. Um, Holy I shit. I uh, we are all going to be at the Beacon. Yeah, yeah. we better We be will there. absolutely be there. He I don't said think he was going to tell me he's only going to give them to best friends. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we will be there. And I, I got my ticket for Street Fight's also doing like a regular show at the uh, same place they were at last time. But I'll be there for that. Which is a bar, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So go check out the Beacon. It rocks. And say hello to Tommy and Casey if you head yeah. out there. Um, well, I think, I think that was it. Is that it? I think Is that's that everything? it. 
Yeah, yeah. Damn. All right. Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.